Super Talk Mississippi media production. Have you been seriously injured? Mama Justice is here for you. Our medical team partners with top-notch doctors, surgeons, therapists, and urologists, ensuring a comprehensive recovery journey. If you've been injured, call Mama Justice today. We're here for you. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. When I was a skinny kid just starting the summer of my freshman year in high school, my brother brought home his college roommate from Notre Dame. This giant also was dating my older sister. He stood six foot four and a half and weighed about 300 pounds. I was like, whoa. He ate two of everything my parents put out on the table. As I would watch in awe, this man, my guest on In a Mississippi Minute today, started at guard for the duration while his time playing for the Fighting Irish at Notre Dame. He went on to play in the USFL, drafted there, then the Chicago Bears came calling. He started at center for the legendary Super Bowl winning 85 Bears team. He helped pave the way for Mississippi's own Walter Payton. Have mercy. I know what that must have felt like. After retiring from the NFL, he became the voice and color guy of the Chicago Bears, still to this day. And then he learned to surf, where he spends a lot of time in Hawaii on the offseason. Please welcome someone I have always considered family. That is the longest introduction I've ever made, Tom Thayer. Hello, Tom. Steve, you know, I want to say the heaviest in my life I've ever been is leaving Greenville, Mississippi, (laughs) going into my junior year of college and i weighed 317 mm-hmm. and when my family saw me they thought i was a different person stuffed into the tightest shirts i could find <laughs> <laughs> you just but you know what the thing was you were built right i mean you were built you, you know, your waist wasn't you know your chest was way bigger than your waist your butt was way i mean you, you mean your legs it was like <laughs> but it's amazing let's talk about this and i was going to get to it later just health wise you 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 have to be a certain size uh, to be able to handle that task of playing on the line at that level. So did you learn to surf after, or were you always surfing during this, uh, during your Chicago time? My last, two, my last contract I signed was a two-year deal with the Miami Dolphins. And I played one season for the Dolphins, and I was really contemplating retirement. And it was something that had to make me retire, because I think if you linger on in the offseason, you keep in the gym, you keep your weight up, you keep pointing, then I think you're going to be more tempted to go back. So what I did is at the conclusion of the 1993 season, I went out to Hawaii and I got into surfing, man. And I surfed every day for five months until I got decent at it. And it kind of reattracted my attention of something exciting that didn't involve football. Right. So then the combination of surfing, eating better, weight, losing the weight that I had, um, it just made me feel better. It made me feel 
it made me retain the confidence I had as a football player. You know, when you're going to the Super Bowl, you feel like everything's great. What are you going to do to get that same feeling when you're not playing anymore? And for me, it's men surfing. That's amazing. All right, okay, so, uh, you know, you look to me, I sit there, I, I've always said you look almost look like a, a, a big quarterback meets a tight end somewhere in the middle. It, was it difficult getting the weight down afterwards? Well, you know, when you're an offensive lineman throughout your career, you're always trying to get stronger. You're always trying to get bigger. You're always trying to maintain your strength because that keeps you a healthy body on the field. After that was over, and you don't want the strains of 300 pounds on your body anymore, you're not trying to bench 500 or squat 800. So all those little things, you got to make them work for you. You're, you're still weightlifting, but you're using a lot less weight. You're still right. eating food, but you're eating a lot less food. Right, and you're not eating in Greenville anymore. My parents shoving double. I would, though. The food that I was eating down there, the fried chicken and <laughs> everything else, I loved every bite of it. And, I, you know, I still do, Steve, but I think anything is life is moderation. Right. You know, I, I don't shy away if I have an opportunity to eat good, but nine days out of ten, I, I monitor what I eat. That's amazing. So now let's talk about, real quick, uh, your mom and dad's place, because I was recently there. And uh, it was just so great seeing her and just and just loving it. Now, you have uh, it's Thayer's, right? Yeah, Thayer Brothers Deli and Grill. Deli and Grill, Joliet, Illinois. Now, y'all, you guys cook like we do down here, like in the soul food areas. I mean, like you guys, like the 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 big hot the big hot dinners and lunches, and and uh, it was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, it looked like the the calories were uh, vast. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people in Joliet, when they go to a restaurant, they want a full plate. And Steve, you've known my mom for yeah. 40 years now, and that's the way my mom fills her plates at home. And this is the interesting thing about it, is my mom is 86 years old. She runs that restaurant every day and creates the menu every day. So it's not something, you're going to go in there and you're going to read a board that has the the items yeah. on there. And so it, it's kind of a unique restaurant, and um, thankfully for us is. My mom and dad have been able to stay healthy and contribute to the betterment of the restaurant. But my brother, Rick, and my family, we all take a part of it. And I'll go in there and bust tables, which is fun to, you know, you get a yeah. chance to meet people doing that. Well, you know, we had the days of, you know, the barn and the liquor store and all that. And I loved going in there until it took me off dates and I had to show up, at, you know, midnight and to two in the morning and car exhaust fumes on us as a kid and, <laughs> and Joe killing me, you know. But, but that was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And, and I get it. I get the family businesses, you know, and I love I love that you're getting to spend this time with your folks and Rick and and I know how, how close you are to them. All right. Let's talk about footwork real quick, because I got to understand something in the NFL at the level you played on being one of the best. You had to have great footwork, right? Is that something that you worked on or was it something that came natural to you as you grew up? Well, first of all, I watched you play tennis as a young kid. I know you have the athleticism to do any sport that you, you would set your mind on to for us. You know, for our offensive line, we were really fortunate. So just, uh, we got Keith Van Horn at the right tackle at 6'7 plus. We got right. Jimbo Cobra at the left tackle, who's about 6'3 and a half. Jay Hilgenberg in the middle at center is about 6'2, 260. And me and Mark Bortz, we are about 6'4, 285. The key ingredient here was our position coach, it was a guy named Dick Stanfeld, who was just inducted into the NFL Hall of Fame two seasons ago. He is the greatest coach to tell you from the time you get out of your stance to the time you make contact with your blocking responsibility, how you're going to be in every single step. 
I, I just can't stress how important he was to every one of us because the reason I said the size and the frames because every offensive lineman is different. The way they get in the stance, their approach to the game, their different traits they have in terms of their pros and cons. But Coach Stanfeld was so incredibly intelligent about every aspect of every single player and every single duty. That's what we followed. Right. And Dick Stanfeld deserves the credit to the way to for our accomplishments. Yeah. Uh, you, you you know you know Mike Ditka. You know that Mike Ditka. Yeah. Coach Ditka was our head coach. He instituted. Oh, the way you went out there and practiced was very serious. It was never a lackluster, a, you know, oh, I don't have it to you. No, it was full go every single practice, and that helped us when we got to the game. So when you have a combination of Mike Dick, who's in the Hall of Fame, you have Dick Stanfield, our offensive line coach, who went into the Hall of Fame. Some of the other great coaches we had along the way, Buddy Ryan on the defensive side of it, right. and some of the other great players. So in the combination with Ditka being the centerpiece, and having his personality trickle down to everybody in some way, shape, or form. Coach Dick was really important for us to, uh, that we had the success we had. A lot of it had to do with Coach Ditka's mentality. That's amazing. I know you just saw you guys on the sidelines. I mean, that the team was nuts, right? It was like, <laughs> I mean, like a nuts in a pot. I mean, I mean that as a compliment, meaning the talent. It was full of personalities, first of all, which was was amazing because it's one thing having talent and gelling, but another thing to have all these unique personalities uh, in one setting that work together, right? You know, one of, one of the unique things about our football team is the players now. I'm talking Mike Singletary, Walter Payton, Dan Hampton, Richard Dent. All of them have gone on to become Hall of Famers. And Jay Hildenberg, the center, seven-time pro bowler, all-pro, he should follow in the footsteps, too. So the Hall of Famers on our football team were some of the hardest workers on our football team. So if you're going to sit out there and watch Mike Singletary, probably the most well-prepared professional athlete I ever played with for 10 years, all-pro, pro bowl every one of those years, he's instrumental in the way it carries over to Wilbur Marshall, Otis Wilson, Ron Rivera, Jim Morrissey, and the other linebackers, just like Hampton did with Steve McMichael and William Perry and Richard Dent and Mikey Hartenstein and the crew, and there was no one that ever had to ask Walter Payton to be in shape. He right. was one of the greatest constructed professional running backs I've ever been a part of, first, second, and third down. And his enthusiasm, his preparedness was infectious because if Walter Payton was proud of your efforts, man, that was a big vote of confidence from one of the greatest of all time. Uh, I'm Steve Azar. We're with the great Tom Thayer for the Chicago Bears in 1985, one of the greatest football teams ever. Obviously, it's time at Notre Dame. You're in the Mississippi Minute. We'll be right back. We're real, but in the down home, ever loving, heartbreaking, no mistake, mighty old muddy Mississippi flatlands. Hey, folks, in the market for new pillows? I'd like to tell you about who I believe strongly is the best pillow manufacturer made right here in the USA, my friends at Beds by Design and their amazing Omni Pillow. The Omni Pillow is made with a copper-infused fabric, and they use high-quality fabric. The Omni Flow is the foam in the inside. Designed by their veteran team, the Omni Flow is a -a one-of-a-kind product that is unlike any other material. It is a patent material that adjusts as the weight is applied. They combine that with responsive temperature control that regulates your body temperature as you sleep. OmniPillow has a 100-day return policy. And listen to this. They'll donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal? To give away 1 million pillows. Go to OmniPillow.com. That's OmniPillow.com. Enter promo code Steve Azar and receive 20% off with free shipping. You won't regret it. 
Thanks, guys. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Here we go. I'm Steve Azar. You are in a Mississippi Minute. I'm with my old pal, uh, somebody I looked up to my whole life and like literally looked up to. You used to throw me around like a rag doll, and I enjoyed it. A Tom Thayer, 85 Bears, uh, obviously one of the highlights of his, his career as a football player. Um, Tom, let's go back to talking about sweetness. You know, I, I've not gotten to know Eddie pretty well over the years. Uh, pretty sure it was a time when he was umping behind the plate when I was a catcher. Uh, and I, I'm we're, we're both 90% sure, but for some reason, it's not always – it's a little foggy sometimes looking that far back. But tell me about just, just – you just mentioned about being in the huddle with him and the effort he gave and how constructed he was, not only as physically but mentally and spiritually and just the guy that he was. Um, you know, what was it like paving the way, you know, and the feeling you got when, when you knew you had a, a down that he, that you, you cleared the way for him? I mean, what was it like in the huddle afterwards? Give me sort of the, the sense of it. You know, you just, you just asked and answered a great question because I was so enamored by Walter Payton when I got to become a member of the Chicago Bears. It was hard for me to separate hero worship, fandemonium to being an actual one of his offensive linemen. And when I stood in the huddle with him the first time, I, I can remember not listening to Jim, just looking at Walter Payton and going, oh, my God, I'm in the same huddle as Walter Payton. It's amazing because, again, I grew up in Chicago since 61, and I've known the whole era of Bears football, and then I got to understand the greatness of Walter on a, on a subpar team. But now here I am in the huddle, and they call a slant 24, and that means I have an instrumental block in Walter Payton having success in this play. And you're in the huddle, then you break the huddle, and you turn around, you look at the line of scrimmage, and there's Hampton, Nick Michael, Singletary, Otis Wilson. Well, they're all licking their chops because the rivalry between Buddy Ryan and Mike Ditka on the practice field was the same as us on a game field. So when you have a block and you're blocking the best defense in the league and you're trying to make a block for the greatest running back of all time, there's a lot of emotions that are going through me because, like I said, I grew up there. I grew up hero-worshipping Walter Payton. And so that that chance just to be a teammate of Walter's, um, it was probably the greatest thrill of my teammate life. And I've had a lot of great teammates from college right. all the way up through the NFL. But to me, when you're a kid, they draft Walter, and you start looking at his energy and his, uh, you know, his passion for the game and everything. Man, you just you want to be able to play with a teammate like that. All right, let me ask you. So you switched to uh, you switched to center. You went back and forth in college as well, right? Did you? Yeah. So did you yeah. do high school the same way? What, what, did you obviously had to have some experience at center, or was it something new? Well, you know what it was. It was um, I played offensive tackle in high school, and then when I got to college, um, I. Uniquely enough, I started contributing, playing some at center because I wanted to prove to them that I could play more than one position. And so then we had an injury, and I could I could go over there within a play's notice. And it really helped me because eventually, when I went to a college all-star game, I went to the Hula Bowl, and Dan Marino was our the quarterback, and I went there as a guard, but I moved over and played center because he was there. And then when I got drafted, 
it was just your versatility that helps you get drafted in in the college and in the NFL and in the USFL. I played both positions and um, played where they needed it the most, but a bulk of my time was spent at offensive guard. Right, right. Okay, so what the difference between the two? Obviously, having the ball in your hand every play versus uh, preparing, you know, just on the snap. Uh, what was what? What do you feel like the challenges were of being a center versus being the guard? Um, when I was in a guard and I was coming out of a three-point stance, I always felt so confident in my strength. I didn't ever think that anybody would be able to overpower me. And when you have the ability to thrust off the line of scrimmage, you're putting all of your strength into the defensive lineman immediately. But when you're playing center, a little bit of your momentum is going backwards before forwards because you're snapping the ball and it take, that inertia takes you a little bit backwards. So, you know, when we had a center like Jay Hilgenberg and it was a seven-time pole bowler, I mean, he was like a teacher on the field. So not only did you have Dick Stanfield, a great position coach, but then you also had a, you know, Hall of Fame-type center that you could take some hints and clues from. We're talking to Tom Thayer, a legendary guard, Chicago Bears, uh, finished in Miami, but obviously – the Super Bowl Bears in 85. So you and Jim McMahon are together. You've told me about this. and I and Okay, can I tell you, this is a great story. Yeah. So when when I before I ever snapped to Jim McMahon, I had just come from the USFL. So I played an entire season in the USFL in Arizona. So it was really hot. And so I came out the first day of practice with the Bears. And um, so I'm getting ready to play center. We're in full pads. Steve, I sweat profusely. Yeah, and I know so that. now I'm getting ready to snap a ball to McMahon so I take the ball Jim sets the, calls the signals I snap it to him I hit his upper hand so hard it slaps into my butt and some of my sweat goes into his mouth <laughs> Jim he throws the ball down he says do you have shorts underneath your pants and I go no it's too he calls the equipment manager Ray early yeah. he calls Ray get over here and so this old guy comes running over he goes Get him a pair of shorts, put them on over your pants. Don't ever come out here again without shorts on. And that was my first experience with McMahon snapping the ball to him. It never happened again. But yeah. to me, if there's ever one instance in your career that you're going to remember forever, it was that. The more you're around guys like McMahon, um, and that's what, he's the type of guy that makes football so much fun. You don't know what to expect out of him. He's always going to have fun. He's super intelligent about the game specifically. But he likes to have a good time. So I think Jim was um, really important for our football team, was important for the offensive side of it, because he put a lot of pressure on himself by taking the wrath of Coach Ditka so it didn't spill down on us. So as much as he's a, psych, you know, a little psychologist, he did it in a smart way to, to help our, to make sure that our team was a better team. Like, What was Mac's best assets, did you feel? Like leadership, uh, how he was in the huddle? You know, Jim, when, Jim gradu- or when Jim got out of BYU for the Lavelle Edwards, who was one of the greatest passing coaches in the history of football, no matter what level you're on, Jim, Jim left college with 72 NCAA records. Right. Which is unheard of. And, and you know, you could – some players – quarterbacks they have to watch tape and they have to watch it repeatedly and repeatedly to get in kind of a little hint or a clue of what the right decision that they're going to make is jim makes it instantly i I can remember watching tape and there'd be a defense up there and jim "Ah, this is what you do this is what you do in an instant wow so i think what jim was able to accomplish with lavelle edwards at byu 
was the reason he was the number one draft choice for the Chicago Bears at the quarterback position. And, you know, thankfully, you know, Jim did go back and graduate from college, yeah. which I think is a, gr- a great accomplishment by him. But when you leave school and you got 72 NCAA records, that's crazy. Uh, you leave doing, early and you have right. those. Oh, yeah. And, right. you know, he walks through uh, the, you know, the tunnel. They go nuts. It's like the only way I could explain it is Mick Jagger uh, walking through and, you know, on concert. Somebody like Elvis, or I mean, it was incredible. And the place erupted. It just like you were doing the wave. The crowd got louder and louder as they started to realize it was him. Just that big personality. Go ahead. In, 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 19, in 1986, we went over to London to play in the first overseas game. We played the Dallas Cowboys, and they were considered America's team. We went over to London, and Jim was a rock and roll sensation. Yeah. I mean, we, we sold that Wembley Stadium out. And I think just the fanfare and the attraction of people wanting to, you know, see what – why is this guy wearing sunglasses? Why is his – eye so bad what is it why does this guy show up in full fatigues right. you know and that's but jim jim all right the pressure's on me but i'm still going to go out and perform at a super bowl level right right and so you guys with there i love it you know well we love mac i mean i'm just i'm you know it's uh i'm in awe to be around and be his friend like you are and uh it's been really great and his obviously his love for our soldiers and troops uh is uh i mean it's almost unparalleled he just he just lives for him and treats him uh, every one of them like uh, their brothers. I'm with Tom Thayer. We are having the best time in a Mississippi minute, all 60 of them. Hey, Tom, you get to play DJ into the break. It's part of the deal. Uh, you, get, you don't get to listen to me right now. You get to choose between Mississippi greats. We are the birthplace of American music. We celebrate it. We scream it from the top of our lungs. You want to hear a little Muddy Waters or Jimmy Buffett? I like Muddy Waters. That's my man right there. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a staple in Chicago. We're with Tom Thayer. 85 Bears, number 57, by way of 64, if I can remember correctly. Right, Tom? That's right. right. See, I remember these things. I was, uh, I was in awe. I'm still in awe. You're in the Mississippi Minute. We'll be right back. Well, my mother told my father just before I was born. Child's coming, gonna be. He gonna be a rolling stone. Showing up, be the rolling stone. Showing up, be the rolling stone. Hey, folks, if you're tired of being tired because your pillow isn't doing his job at night, give my buddy Chad and his team at Omni Pillow a go. Omni Pillow has a hundred day return policy, and listen to this: they will donate a pillow to someone in need every time you purchase one. Their goal is to give away 1 million pillows. It also comes with a stress cube that sells for 10 bucks. You'll thank me, I promise. Give yourself a much-deserved life's rest. Go to OmniPillow.com, enter promo code Steve Azar. That's OmniPillow.com, promo code Steve Azar, and you'll receive 20% off with free shipping. If you ask me, there's no better pillow on the planet. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm Steve Azar. We are with Tom Thayer, fighting Irish from Notre Dame. Uh, played for, hey, Tom, who'd you play with in the uh, 
in the USFL. You went to Arizona? Yeah, I went to well, I went to, to Chicago originally, and, I, and it was all because of George Allen, another Hall of Fame coach that I got to play for. And when I came out of Notre Dame, he just kind of set the you know set the bar for me. Look, come and play for me for three years, and I will get you prepared to go back and play and start for the Chicago Bears. And that's exactly it. what he did. And it was it was George Allen that was instrumental in me signing in the USFL. You had all these great coaches around you. I just love it. I mean, it just sort of meant to be. All right, let me ask you. So going to the USFL first versus going, was it the money? What was it that made you choose that over the NFL first? You know, I felt that I went to the NFL Combines and I did a really good job and I had a higher opinion of myself and I guess the NFL did. And so a couple of days before the draft, one of the scouts came out of the weight room in Notre Dame and says, hey, I got some good news for you. We had a mock draft yesterday, and we drafted you in the fourth round. And I go, fourth round? That's crap. Yeah. I'm not going in the fourth round. And so George Allen called me and says, look, you know, we'll sign you to a contract. It'll be fully guaranteed. Um, you know, it'll equal the money that you wanted to get out of the NFL, and you're going to have an opportunity to play quality football. And that's exactly what I did. And the day that I walked in the Bears camp um, after playing a year straight of football, I was ready to play. And I, I came into the Bears to win a job as a starter, not as a fourth-rounder, but as a starter. Right, probably a little chip on your shoulder. You wanted to, That was easy. Easy, right, right, easy at that point. Okay, so you're talking about no rest. So how did that – and you said you came in. Did you, did you have a lot of ailments? You got to hurt. I mean, you had no recovery time. So what was that like going from straight from one football season to another without a break? You know, Steve, I was young, and I was going to get the opportunity to play in front of my family. And, you know, I'm the youngest in my family, and I have great support, mom, dad, all my brothers and sisters. Right. But to have a chance to go and play for the Chicago Bears, run out of the tunnel at Soldier Field next to Walter Payton and the rest of the crew, and then have my mom and dad be able to drive less than an hour to come to all my home games, it was the biggest thrill of my life. And... It kind of created a camaraderie within my family that made us all closer and made us all fight for one thing together, and, and that's the way it's been in my life. Football has played a huge role in my family, and um, right. it, it played a bigger role when I got to come to Chicago. Uh, your brother Rick was great tailback, right? Yes. And so Joliet Catholic, you both, you guys all went there, correct? Yes. Okay, so what was it? We won championship every year, won every game we played in in the four years we went to high school except for one. Wow. Um, and another great coach there was Gordy Gillespie, one of the greatest high school coaches uh, in the history of Illinois high school football. All right, so you, did you ever get a chance to block for Rick? Were you all in that same? Uh... No, I never did. He was uh, two years older than me, and when we had enough people that were coming out for football, they really didn't raise lower classmen to the upper class. So it was all seniors and seniors on the varsity. And um, a great, a, a huge regret, but the inspiration that my brother Rick gave me to be a football player, it carried all the way through my entire life. And, and he started it, and he kept it going until, you know, 34 years old when I retired. Now, so you're, you're telling me this is his last year coach. He's been coaching the same high school? Yes. They they got him to come back, and he's going to come back and coach another year next year. <laughs> I love it. I think <laughs> you were telling – I love it. He was talking about retiring. I, I love that. All right, so uh, so let's talk about John Scully, your brother-in-law, who played, obviously, uh, for the Falcons for a long time. You guys were together at Notre Dame on the line, and uh, obviously he's a piano player, like a really good songwriter. Um, uh, I haven't seen John since, you know, I was a little boy, so uh, – <laughs> 
what was it like uh, and what's it like having when you guys are like in a golf cart together what's that look like well, the, what do the tires look like they sunk into the all, ground how do you let one of your teammates at notre dame start dating your sister you, you don't but like my yeah like my brother did with you same thing yes, but he wasn't yes. a teammate but he was obviously he can fi- he can fix you Freddie now. was like i mean <laughs> your, your whole family you, you know the Azar family, to me, has instilled some of the most important values I've ever continued to practice in my life. And your mom is instrumental in everything in terms of faith and prayers and everything yeah. like that. But, you know, with, it's the same thing with John Scully. I recognize a guy that was, has character, as high character as anybody else I've ever met. Um, he's a great football player, played 11 years on the offensive line for the Atlanta Falcons, but he's also a trained concert pianist and has written some music and has written some fun songs for Notre Dame. So it's something that he's still, you know, that, that's, that's his surfing. His piano playing is his surfing, and I think it's, both of us are able to find two different avenues to occupy our mind after football was over for us. Yeah, I used to go, a piano player? You know, like, <laughs> because yeah. I thought you play, I'm going like, man, it's amazing. He knocks somebody just on their butts and then go and be so... Uh, and tickle those keys like he did, you know. It was, a, it was such and usurping versus being a lineman. Great footwork, obviously. You know, I, I love that. I think that diversity in, in your life uh, it helps carry you. And sometimes these almost like opposites attract. And you need something so different in your life uh, to uh, to keep it interesting. And then sometimes your biggest passions uh, come from something you never thought that you know that that it would be. So I, I just love that. You know, I'll mess with the piano every once in a while. I've written some songs that's worked out, uh, and I shouldn't have been near the piano, but I did. It just it, it it invokes a different melody. So versus guitars and even different tunings on guitars, when you go on the piano, it becomes this really melodic thing that just you can't get when you're when you're strumming a guitar. So as a writer, I've always gravitated toward. I, I need to change instruments quick because I'm getting stale. You know. <laughs> Uh, since I moved back to Mississippi, I don't worry about it. I, I just write when I want to. When I was in Nashville, we, we had quotas and we had, you know what I mean? It was like we had to write a certain amount of songs uh, during the year that, and it was just, uh, I mean, it was difficult sometimes to be under that stress because uh, you, you just needed to have songs need, really great songs need to write themselves and you can't force them. You know, so there's but my. You know- those those of us that have no um, artistic value in the music end of it, we admire musicians and in what you guys are, what you can do with with an instrument. You know, like I said, I remember you as a young kid walking around with a spiral notebook in a in a wooden guitar, and you you know tell, hey, I wrote this song. You got to listen to this <laughs> verse, listen to this lyric, and I think that's why athletes have so much admiration for musicians because your talent is something that you've invested so much of your life in that we can't do. And we're fortunate to be the size we are and then invest that in what we want to do. So it's, it's different, but I, you know, I don't think there's anything that people admire more than musicians that can, you know, make your instruments talk. Well, I do, I do love, I still love doing it. Like I was, uh, like I was that age. I mean, I, I mean, I was in Chicago just recently. I was hoping I, obviously we, we just missed each other and uh, doing a couple shows. And I just, you know, I, I was tired a little bit before I got up there. It's the most, it's, it's always the same. I get up there and once the first downbeat happens, it's like, I feel 
11 again. And it's just, <laughs> I wish sometimes I didn't, but I still love to play. And it's just, uh, love playing new songs and, and trying them out on crowds. I'm sort of fearless. And that's the one place in my life that I feel more comfortable up there. Uh, in front of people doing that than I do walking on the streets. It's just the weirdest thing. Uh, I love being in front of crowds rather than in them. It's just been the way I've been. And uh, it's just comfort, comforting and comfortable. And it just seems natural. And, uh, and I think I th- it's my most honest time, you know? I think you just wrote a lyric to a song when mm-hmm. you said, I feel more comfortable up there than I do walking down the street. I do. I, I think right com- there is that's, that's the heading for a song for Steve Azar. <laughs> We'll write it together. I'm talking to great Tom Thayer. Uh, he is in Chicago right now, right? You're not in Hawaii. You're in Chicago. You're back. I, you know what, Steve? I'm actually getting ready. After I get done here, I'm going to go up to the Chicago Bears facility and watch their practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they started a start practice. Got a new head coach, new quarterback, and uh, just a whole new vibe up there. So yeah. for my life outside of surfing, it always gravitates back towards football because get ready for the season okay let's talk about radio because this is what you do now and you've been doing it for how many years um i've finished 21 years and i just signed a new five-year contract this year so i'll go at least 26 year total i love it i've I've, uh you know obviously uh have the app and so i'll listen to y'all's games and i'm traveling or having on my headphone i'm traveling a lot of sundays i'm traveling home and i love your voice i love your intensity uh you've got a great partner and you guys have, I mean, you, the color guy, I mean, you know the game so well, but you bring about this energy that a lot of, a lot of color guys don't have. Uh, Tony Romo seems to have this crazy, but his energy is a little too much for me, but, but I get it. Um, it's intense, but yours is just so level, but your voice is up and it just, it just, it's awesome. You know, it fits with the crowd noise in the background. And I, I've all, I've been listening to it for you, to you for years and years. And obviously glad we reconnected the whole radio thing. Um, do you, do you love it? Gosh, I, I do. I do. Steve, you know, cause I like to study football, you know, Jeff Joniak, who's my broadcast partner. Right. We're really fortunate because we get to go to practice every day and we get to see these guys on a daily basis. So when it comes to Sunday, we have a little bit more information to talk about than just somebody if we are only seeing them once a week. And so we, it's not, yeah, we, we have loyalties, but we also speak very honestly. If someone's not playing up to the standards that it's expected of them, we have to bring it up. But if someone's doing a great job in practice, working hard and is paying off on the field, we have to explain that too. So I think we have a great passion for the game of football, but we have even more passion for the bears. And on game day, Everybody that comes into our booth, I want them all focused in one direction, and that's cheering for the Bears. Uh, I'm Steve Azar. We're with the great Tom Thayer for the Chicago Bears in 1985, one of the greatest football teams ever. Obviously, it's time at Notre Dame. You're in the Mississippi Minute. We'll be right back. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm in a hurry, one hell of a hurry, cause I know you're there waiting to see me. I'm Steve Azar, we are with Tom Thayer, 85 Bears. I love hearing that, by the way. 85 Bears compared to, I mean, I know you guys, of all the teams that beat you, the Dolphins, Mac wasn't playing. I mean, do you ever have any regrets? Of the one loss? Yes. You know, um, I never realized how important 
the Dolphins beating the Bears that night meant to that organization. And I got a sense of it not only talking to Coach Shula, talking to Dan Marino, and talking to the other guys that were on the team that beat the Bears. And um, it, it was just huge because they are the only undefeated team in the history of the NFL. And the Bears, if, if we would have, you know, broke their record, it would have been historic. However, it was historic to the Miami Dolphins as they beat the Bears that year. And um, congratulations to them. But I, I still have the Super Bowl ring. And so I'm yeah. <laughs> still really proud of that. I don't wear it, but I'm proud of it. Where is it? Who's got it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, I don't know. I think in the safety I'm just not a jewelry wearer. Is, is a big you know, ring? Is it, rather, does a ring look little on your on your big hands? No, my hands have shrunk since I lost weight. So now it just spins around like <laughs> I'm a sophomore in high school wearing, you know, wearing a ring too big for me. I love it. I love. It. We're talking to Tom <laughs> Thayer, and we are in a Mississippi minute, all sixty of them. Uh, and Tom has spent time in Greenville, Mississippi, growing up. A couple things left. I want to talk about your dad playing football. He was. 40 what mid mid low fort low mid 40s is that right who my dad yeah didn't he play no my dad no my dad was more of a competitive handball player what's yeah, that mean competitive like really handball like uh yeah you know inside like a racquetball court but they yeah use their hands. not hand bone but um, handball yeah growing growing up my whole life my dad was a uh, you know competitive at that and so he you know i was really fortunate because my dad didn't put pressure on the football end of it all he wanted to do is if you start something, finish it, and then give every you know your work ethic and everything you possibly can to your commitment. I love it when I when I think that I know something is well, every every show I miss a, a I, I get my facts wrong somewhere. So, but but hey, uh, I'm being honest about it. Uh, it was a nice still effort. Love you. Yeah, I know, I know. I fell, fell sometimes. <laughs> I fall sometimes. Okay, so Never. what's on your agenda? So, and and you think the Bears? What do you think they're gonna? How do you think they're gonna do this year in the division and in the league? I think the Bears are getting ready to enter one of the best eras of Chicago Bears football they've ever had. Um, I think with the combination of new head coach Matt Nagy, they drafted Mitchell Trubisky last year, the quarterback out of North Carolina. They have been able to add some important free agents this year and have a couple big draft classes that have really helped them this year, starting with Roquan Smith, the linebacker out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, he's good. Um, I think the Bears' future is bright, and it has to be because – it's been so dim for so long now that eventually the Ryan Pace, the general manager, and they all got to start making decisions that are going to turn this organization into a champion. But, Steve, as long as Aaron Rodgers is playing in Green Bay, I still think Green Bay is the best team in the division. Okay, I got I hate that. I to say it, but I believe it. I got that, but I want to ask you, I've been reading so much, and obviously you read this much, and these guys, I know you guys probably don't, you know, when you're playing, you're probably not paying attention to a lot of it, but talking about the Des Bryant thing, and, you know, he's ups- upset that Jordy Nelson's gone, and, um, I mean, what what do you think played into that role? I mean, he's, I, mean I know Nelson was getting older, uh, but he still seemed like they, they had such great chemistry uh, and it just seems like uh, whether the media is right or not, they're talking about what's the difference between Dez and you know, you know, they're just making it look like Aaron's uh, saying these things. What do you think that it's going to? Ha- what effect do you think it's going to have on Aaron this year? I think Aaron Rodgers has the ability to take a player, a nondescript player, and turning turn him turn him into a great player. I think if you're privileged to all the medical information, you probably understand a little bit more about Jordy and his knee and what's going on inside there. And then you got to be realistic about what Des Bryant would come in and do to the Green Bay Packers. It's an isolated area. Um, you can't. You can't. Com- you can complain to Tony Romo, and you can complain to 
Dak Prescott, you can't complain to Aaron Rodgers. Right. So I just don't think the personality fit. And, Steve, you know Brett Favre as well as anybody. You look at all those receivers throughout Brett Favre's career, and he's turned them into great receivers. Right. And I think Aaron Rodgers has that ability that right now there's someone on that roster that's going to come out, and they're going to be an 85-90 catch-a-year guy and, and you know, be a beneficiary of Aaron Rodgers' ability. We've been with Tom there. Tom, I appreciate the time, baby. Hey man, I appreciate you guys, your family, and everything that you that you with everything that you've been able to accomplish. I'm proud of you. Okay, well, I love you too, buddy, and and I hope to, and I hope you can make the Delta Soul sometime soon. Okay. Okay, buddy. All right, take care, man. Adios. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi minute, all sixty of them, where you can take your sweet time. The news on Super Talk Mississippi is powered by News Mississippi. By News Mississippi. On air and online at newsms.fm. Newsms.fm. News Mississippi. News Mississippi. Covering the stories that matter to you. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.